0: Our Gospel for this Good Shepherd Sunday is from the 10th chapter of John's Gospel. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his sheep by name and he leads them out. When he's brought them out, he goes ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they didn't understand what he was trying to say to them. So he said to them again, very truly, I tell you, I am the shepherd of the sheep. Everyone who came before me were thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Everyone who hears my voice will be saved, and they will come in, and they will go out, and they will find pasture. The thief comes only to kill and to steal and to destroy. I came so that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. I have listened to the first two episodes of Nadia Boltz-Weber's new podcast. Nadia Boltz-Weber is famous as far as Lutheran pastors and preachers go these days. Her new podcast is called The Confessional, and so far, again, just two episodes in, it's been interesting. It's not safe for work, or if the kids are around, if you know anything about I'm Nadia Boltz-Weber. There's some pretty foul language every once in a while and some very adult themes, so consider that however you need to. But Nadia Boltz-Weber says that the confessional, her podcast, is meant to be like a washing machine for your shame and secrets. It's a chance for guests and callers to share experiences from their lives of which they are not proud. She even gives a phone number at the end of each episode, which you can call and you can make a confession of your own to be recorded and possibly have your confession played on the podcast for all of her listeners to hear one day. Podcast then walks this strange fine line for me between holy and hokey because of that, but it's mostly holy and pretty compelling. Anyway, Nadia's first guest was a woman named Megan Phelps Roper, and she's a former member of the Westboro Baptist Church, which was started by our grandfather and made up mostly, I believe, of his offspring and of Megan's extended family. Westboro Baptist Church, for those of you who don't know, maybe haven't heard about them in a while, is that pretty infamous congregation of Christian people who find it meaningful, to protest publicly about how much God hates gay people. They also stage protests at funerals for soldiers by way of chants and songs and signs and placards. They have a pretty active online presence too, so I went there yesterday to their website just for the heck of it, and I found out that they're pretty certain the coronavirus is God's wrathful judgment upon an unfaithful people, so they are a fun bunch, the Westboro Baptist Church. But they give Christianity and church and faith and Jesus actually a bad name, in my opinion. But Megan Phelps Roper was on the confessional podcast, and I've heard her speak on other occasions too, to renounce that part of her life and to explain how she came to see her faith and her God in a different, more gracious, more loving kind of light, in spite of how she was raised in that church. Oddly enough, she says what broke the ice for her for this new way of knowing God was the concern showed for her in spite of her harsh and hard-hearted ways by followers on Twitter, people who genuinely worried about someone who could harbor so much hate in their heart and people who were willing to engage that with her. Nadia's second guest was Lenny Duncan, who's an African-American pastor in the ELCA who wrote a book recently called Dear Church, a love letter from a black preacher to the whitest denomination in the US. Some of us at Cross of Grace read that book recently, actually as part of our race relations conversations. Pastor Duncan has quite a story to tell about a childhood of abuse, a life of addiction and prostitution and incarceration and the ramifications of all of that, which resulted in the broken but now mended relationships between his daughter and her mother. Lenny Duncan and his girlfriend at the time, became pregnant when he was 19, when she was 17, before he then effectively disappeared for 13 years, before getting his act together and working to restore those relationships. So he was on the confessional podcast to talk about the moments in his life when he was the most lost and the most broken, all that addiction and prostitution and incarceration, for example but how he found grace and gentleness and love from other people, despite his incapacity to share that same kind of grace and gentleness and love in return. He seems to have found all of it by way of 12-step recovery programs, his sponsors there, and of course, through the forgiveness of his wife and his partner and their daughter, who they created and now love and care for together. So I thought about these two stories and about the confessional as I read this morning's gospel, this Good Shepherd stuff, and all of Jesus' words about what it means to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, to be called by name, to be known fully, to be led out in safety by the Shepherd of the sheep, and then to follow that lead into a life of faith and joy, or as Jesus puts it, Everyone who hears my voice will be saved, and they will come in, and they will go out, and they will find pasture. See, I'm inclined to see the leaders of that Westboro Baptist church as what Jesus would call strangers, if not thieves and bandits. I see them as those who corrupt the grace and the good news of God's love in Jesus Christ and lead people astray despite their best intentions, their own people and anyone else who finds that sort of theology compelling are misled and misguided and manipulated into obedience that really is not obedience in the end, because it comes by way of force and fear rather than by way of faith and free will to follow God's desires. On the other hand, remember, it took just a couple of compassionate, curious, patient voices on Twitter, of all things, to tap into the disconnect that Megan Phelps Roper was feeling about her life in that church and about her experience in the world, and then to lead her out and into a different kind of life and faith altogether. And Pastor Lenny Duncan talks about having his then estranged girlfriend, now wife, Except his attempt to make amends for all of the harm that he'd caused her over the years. She was a voice of grace and compassion and patience, too, over the course of many months and years, I believe, who helped to lead Lenny away from an old way of being in the world to a new one. Again, a life of coming and going and finding pasture, as Jesus would say, and finding peace and finding forgiveness and finding mercy and love, too, in a way that he had never known before. All of this is to say, I think the voice of Christ, our good shepherd, shows up in a lot of surprising ways in this world. Lenny Duncan heard it from AA and from sponsors and from his family in the end. Megan Phelps Roper heard it from strangers on social media, for goodness sake. I imagine, I hope we've all heard it at some point in our lives, too. In the forgiveness offered by a parent or a child, in a lesson learned by way of a teacher or a boss or a coach, in the mercy shared by a friend in the forgiveness or second chances that come from spouses, lovers, or partners who share our lives with us. And I hope you hear it too at church. I hope you hear it here from your pastors in worship every once in a while. Because see, the really cool thing that Nadia Boltz-Weber does at the end of each of her podcasts is she offers a blessing. A benediction that's tailor-made for her guest. These blessings are personal, and they are beautiful, and they are heartfelt, and they are holy, even if they are offered so publicly by way of a podcast. They are blessings that address the story of each person's life in a way that's clear. They've been heard clear that they are fully known in all of their flaws, all of their failings, all of their faithfulness, and that they are understood and worthy of a blessing, worthy of a confirmation of God's grace, worthy of such an expression of utter loving kindness. And it's what we're meant to hear, you and I, and feel every time we make our confession as a community of believers and then receive our forgiveness in worship as we do. It's what we're meant to hear and feel every time we touch the waters of our baptism, too. And remember, the grace and the welcome that are ours because of that sacrament. And it's what we're meant to hear and feel every time we eat the bread and drink the wine of Holy Communion, and then are filled up with our forgiveness and with the promised redemption that comes to us because of it. I think it's how we're supposed to hear and understand God's voice in Jesus. Finding us when we need it most. It's a voice that knows our story in all of its fullness, the sinful and the saintly, the broken and the beautiful, all of our flaws and all of our faithfulness too. Because once we've followed the sound of that voice, once we've heard that kind of grace and mercy and forgiveness and unconditional, unmitigated love for ourselves, and once we've believed it, we can become and we can be that kind of voice for other people too, for the likes of Megan or Lenny or for that classmate or coworker or neighbor or friend just the same. And when we do that, when we become that kind of voice for other people, we will walk together with more of God's children along paths and into pastures of abundant life. Amen.